0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is is the the Smarts and Stripes podcast. We cover every bump, every spot, and chat with all the talent around the world of wrestling. Here's your host, Bill Matz, former WWE referee Kevin Keenan, and Eric Golden. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Smarts and Stripes. My name is Bill Matz. I am joined this week by WWE, former WWE referee, Kevin Keenan. How are you this week, Kev? If I was still at the company, I wouldn't be here. I don't know. You know, they're taking on this podcast division. Maybe they'll pick us up. Yeah, hey, you never know. We stranger
0: things have happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Eric Bischoff had a job for 83 days, so. Anything's possible. How I guess. awesome
0: would that have been if it was actually eighty? <laughs> if it was days. actually,
1: he tweeted a picture of like a shirt with his uh, eighty-three weeks logo on it, but it said eighty-three days. Like it was, it was funny.
0: So good. You know, he has a shirt out too that says uh, in the in the form of FedEx. In the FedEx, uh, yeah, fired, fired because so, yeah, genius, absolute that, genius. He's
1: uh, one thing we know about Eric Bischoff. He's going to land on his feet. Uh, but I think we're going to start off this week. Talking about AEW. But before we do that, it's a very special episode because we have SmackDown tickets. Not one pair, but two. Two pairs of SmackDown tickets. Uh, To win them, just keep listening. At some point, we're going to give you a special code word. You're going to DM us that code word on Twitter, at SmartStripes. Slide into our DMs. Give us that word. Two people will be chosen at random to win the two pairs of tickets. That's how it's going to work. We'll give it to you a little later, but we're going to start off talking about AEW, Kev, uh, because we've been going back and forth a lot, me, you, and Turtle, in the group text about their storytelling and Mm -hmm. how we think they're doing getting over some of the new guys that maybe the casual fan isn't all that familiar with. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you what I think they're doing. I think they're giving you Jericho, they're giving you Moxley, they're giving you Cody, they're giving you Dustin, Mm -hmm. and you you turn on because of them. And then you see the Young Bucks, who a decent amount of people are familiar the with. The
0: hardcore wrestling fan.
1: I don't know. I think it's a little more than hardcore it's when... A,
0: but it's not. Where Where else have they been? The hardcore... I mean, and that's no... I just that's think that's it's no,
1: seeped enough into pop culture that... That's
0: no knock on the Young Bucks. It's, no, it's, I understand. You know, it's, you know, they the independence in New Japan is, by and large, a hardcore wrestling thing. Sure, you know they're in Hot Topic and stuff like that. But you know how many other shirts on Hot Topic are surrounding the Young Bucks that normal people that have no idea what wrestling is just looks by.
1: Yeah, but like everything's niche now. Like it, that's the the world is niche. But I'm
0: but to, but there to, is no
1: Stone Cold. But there to, will never be.
0: To that point, they're not household names yet. They're on their way to being. Yeah, they could be. But right now, you know, if a, if somebody turns on the turns on the TV, you know, to your point, and they see Jericho, and they may stay for Jericho, but they're probably going to turn it off if they don't, you know, if they don't know who the next person is because what's keeping their attention. Well,
1: how does a All right, in that case, how does a how does anyone new ever break into the business? How do you ever get someone new over other than putting them about, on television? It's
0: not about how you break them into the business, it's all about how you it's about how you debut them to a role, a worldwide audience. And AEW has made it, which I think is asinine, AEW has made it known that they're they're not catering to the What's the word I'm looking for? The, the casual, the casual fan. fan. That's that's not how you stay in business. I. So you have to cater to the casual fan, and how you do that is, the first two or three weeks of AEW television, they should have had thirty-second packages on everybody that was coming to television. That With that, the exception of Moxley, with the exception of Amber or uh, Dean or uh, fucking Dean Ambrose. Uh,
1: yeah. Dustin Rhodes. Dustin, yeah. With
0: the exception of Cody Rhodes, with the exception of Chris Jericho, every single person, I don't care if they've been in the business two months or 20 years. I don't care if they've been in the business as long as Joey Janela or Christopher Daniels. Every single person, whether you were on TNA before, whether you were in the WWE before, you know, Sean Spears is in this group too. Ty is in this group yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't care where you were. You've only made it to a certain level. You're, no one else was a Chris Jericho. No one else was a WWE champion like Dean Ambrose. Nobody else was Goldust. Nobody else was uh, Cody Rhodes, Dashing Cody Rhodes uh, in The Legacy with Randy Orton and all the other stuff that he's done. You have to introduce them properly, and they're making the mistake of throwing these guys on television every week like we already know who they are. You have to, you have to give us a background. You have to give us a reason to care.
1: That's I think beca- when they say they're not going to cater to the casual fan, I believe that to be... Just a lot of bluster. I believe that's like, I, I believe that's signaling to the hardcore fan: we really will be an alternative to WWE. If you want something different than WWE, you will find it here. That's what I think they're trying to say there. In terms of how they're introducing the guys, I agree. That's more of a production. Like to me, that's more about the producers and the agents than it is.
0: Yeah, but that comes down to the, the booking. Are, it comes down to the people who are writing the show.
1: Sure, and it's that it's a full team effort. I do think though. Once uh, we have a Jericho segment, cool, all right, Jericho just cut a badass promo, it's Chris Jericho. If you stay through the commercial, and then the next segment is the Lucha Bros, all of a sudden JR and Excalibur and Tony Schiavone are doing a great job themselves of telling you who these guys are and getting their characters over while still focusing on the wrestling. But
0: what's their character? We don't know what their characters are. We can they, we can go over to the, we can go over and the, because they're not explaining what their characters are we can go over to the next channel and watch Rey Mysterio we already know who he is the casual fan already knows who he is people who don't watch wrestling know who he is there, there's no comparison they have to start giving backgrounds and characters we you can't just rely on wrestling anymore I, and I've said this in the past they are as much as they want to be they are not in the wrestling business. They are in the sports entertainment business. Vince McMahon has already won this thing. Excuse me. He's already won. He's already did it. He's already he's already built the industry. The reason AEW is allowed to happen is because of the industry Vince McMahon has built. He's already won. They are in the sports entertainment industry. And if the fans aren't being entertained, I don't care what the live reactions are. There's, oh. there, there's uh, They're
1: there's, selling tickets and people are watching on television.
0: Yeah, but that number keeps dropping. Yeah, ha- and, and, and another thing we have to have to uh, keep in mind, and that's the
1: overnight number. It's I've not sa- the DVR I've said, number.
0: I've said this on. Uh, I've said this before. You have to stop playing or caring about the live audience. There's a much bigger audience on the other side of that camera lens. Those are the people you play to.
1: I will. I agree to a point. However, they are going to make money through the live experience, and it makes it something cool. And we saw it during the Attitude Era you had to go you had to bring a sign you wanted to chant asshole you wanted to chant what wherever it was you wanted to sing along with the rock whatever was going on you wanted ladies and gentlemen boys and girls you wanted to be in the audience sure, for that but that
0: was minimal that was minimal you wanted you wanted to sing along with the rock and and he he reacted to that but that's all he did and that, that's all stone cold stood up on the mid, on the on the turnbuckle smashed some beers Throw them out to the crowd. You said, hell yeah. And that was all the interaction was. There's a difference between that minimal interaction and working for the other side of the camera than working for the things you do in the ring for a live reaction and not caring about the millions on the other side. No one else is thinking about the other millions on the other side of that camera lens. They're working for a reaction in the building. And in long term, that is detrimental.
1: Yeah, I just think if if you're getting the reaction in the ring, people will want to keep tuning in because it's a it's a group mentality. These back. fans Not if
0: they don't these fans they
1: love this, so I'm going to be in on it too. But
0: it circles back. If they don't know who they are and they don't have a reason to be emotionally attached, it doesn't really See, matter. I
1: think they're doing a good job of explaining individual characters. Where I think they're coming up short and I think they will start to get to it after this first pay-per-view. Where I think they're coming up short is... Putting the characters in storylines because that's how you develop. A guy can. Well, there are no storylines. That's there are. There are two storylines. There are two storylines. It's the inner circle versus the elite, and that's headlined with Cody and Jericho. That's really the story they're telling. And I think Moxley and, and Omega has been a good story. They've done a good job of building it. Um, but that's where I really think they're coming up short is putting the characters in the storylines so we can see how the characters react to things. How. Uh, You know, I I know, you know, Triple H is going to turn on that guy because that's what Triple H does when he's in a situation. I have no idea what the Young Bucks are going to do in a certain situation, things like that. So I think that's the next, that's where they really need to improve in my mind. But what I want to ask you now is uh, I've really been enjoying um, AEW Dark.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've
1: really been enjoying it. It's an hour, it's on YouTube, it's the previous week's Dark Matches. But it's not just dark matches; they're continuing storylines. They're, you know, guys' records matter, so we're doing the win-loss thing. It's their, it's an extension of the show. But
0: see, this is this is where they're developing people. Yeah, and it's kind of backwards. They're doing it. They're doing a segment with Cody every week where he had, you know, he had Ref Aubrey. Yeah. Then he had Maxwell Jacob uh, Friedman. He's had one more, two who, I, yeah, can't, it's, who um, I can't remember.
1: Undesirable to undeniable, yeah, I think is it's, what it's called. And, it, and it's a
0: brief brief two-minute thing. Those are great. Those awesome. should be on TV. They should be on TV. And yes. And it's, it, that is where you're going to find out who these people are. Mm-hmm. Man, as, as cool and good as YouTube is, it's not as good as television. That's
1: what I wanted to ask because I'm, like, I don't have cable. I'm, I'm a cord cutter. So, like, I, I, I have Hulu, and that gives me all the live TV I need. and But when I turn my TV on, I'm just... It's like turning on the screen of my device. I have a bunch of apps. To me, there is no difference between opening YouTube and opening Hulu, which is my regular television. And I, like, I wonder... I feel like a huge portion of their audience is like me that they're not watching it in the traditional way. So there's... Little difference between YouTube and regular TV, but, to your point, you do need, that's where I think they are coming up short, selling to, even the hardcore fan, well, who doesn't feel like going to, like, I, I invested two hours in this show every week, you're telling me I have to go somewhere else and watch something else to get the full story? Right,
0: and you also have to build that now, too, yeah. like, it's not, it's not just something that you can go, oh, um, cool, I'm going to, you know, you have to uh, tell people that it's there, whereas people know AEW's on 8 o'clock every Wednesday on TNT. VDR, it shows yeah, up. you know. Hey, by the way, I figured out why our volumes were so low. Why? Because I switched the microphones.
1: <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah, I think we're good now. Very That's gentle. going to be minimal editing on yeah, Turtles. No, that's, that is something, um, that is something, like, I like AEW Dark, and to me it doesn't make a difference, but I get why there are some complaints about this sort of thing. Um, something they've been kind of, I don't know. They did it once, and I thought it was cool. Uh, the Lights Out match, where this is unsanctioned, it doesn't actually count. They did it one time. They're already overdoing this. Now they've done it three times. Right. Well, they'll have done it 3 times right they will have done it 3 times when Moxley and Omega are unsanctioned at full gear. And now, listen, I think this match is going to be freaking incredible. I hope So, you're telling me, like... And it's even part of the storyline, and I get it. You're putting Moxley over, and you're kind of putting him in position to react as if he's reacting to Vince. So I get you have that whole he's. He's a little pissed off about how he was treated in one place. Can we not? Can we now stop being, with the
0: WWE references? I,
1: believe, I think it's too much, but I think for him it makes sense because Th- that's another thing in the long circus term around him when he left. That's
0: that doesn't matter. It, he's somewhere else now. That's in his. He'll tell you that's in his past. It is. But it's I another think it's part thing. Of his character. It's another thing. No, it's not. It's not. That's not. That's not a part of a character. It's just. A, it's just a thing he does. That's not a. His character is not to hate WWE. Not it's hate WWE. It's just a thing that he does.
1: It's it's to be put into a box of well, you do the hardcore matches, so we can't. Let okay, you, great. Like well, that's com- what I think it is. I think that's part of his character. Come
0: come up with the, come up with different circumstances. This is wrestling. Stop referencing the other company because another this, another th- that's another thing that's going to be detrimental long term. You know, Cody hitting the. The throne. All these references to WWE. It's like you, have, you even have top guys in the business telling them stop doing the, it.
1: The constant references, I think, are too much. I agree there. But I think subtly like, setting it up that Moxley is because he's a maniac. Like they all think they so cool
0: th- doing it. Like it's ridiculous. No, I, I,
1: I agree there. I think it is. It's been too much. But I think the subtle reference to Moxley being treated this way by management. Not. It's not. They're not saying this is what Vince did too. I think it's just the idea that this is how the outside world views Moxley, and when like any lunatic person thinks they're the only sane one, and that's kind of how they're treating him, and that's how he's coming off. I think it's working for him because it's subtle, sure, but, but overall, yes, way too many. Like even in one of those, way too much talk about WWE.
0: Even in one of those uh, undeniable to undesirable, whatever, whatever they call them on like yeah. AEW Dark. Like, Ref Aubrey was talking about, you know, having a tryout with WWE, mm-hmm. and they needed more women referees, and they wanted to, you know, she expressed an interest in coming in, and they kept bringing her in, and the whole thing, and eventually she was told, yeah, you know, we're not interested, and she asked, well, why? You know, what's, what do I need to do to make you guys interested? Like, what? how do I improve? She goes, well, they never told me, and, and you know, Cody just couldn't help himself. He's like, oh, no. well, yep. that's not a place that tells you, like... Just don't
1: say anything at all. Just move on. Yeah, and like a facial expression or a knowing nod or something would have been enough there. Fine. And it's like you didn't need to get the extra dig in. It's ridiculous. Listen, everyone watching gets it. We understand that WWE is the big machine evil corporation. You don't got to sell me on it. Yeah. I get it. You don't have to hit me over the head with it. Uh, But something WWE does really well. Uh, its uh, Production value, all that stuff. The live TV, and this is something you've talked about leading up to AEW debuting. You mm-hmm. know, they've done pay-per-views and stuff, but weekly episodic live television. I saw in what I believed to be an inexcusable production issue this week, Kev. I don't know if you caught it. You said you were going back and forth. Yeah, I flipped back and forth just um, a little
0: bit. I was too too wrapped up in the World Series.
1: Yeah, that's the, there was a bunch of stuff on. I was kind of doing the same thing, but caught this one little thing that just pissed me off. Like, more than it should have, but, right. like, man, I, I'm rooting for you, and you do something like this. So it's, they go to commercial, and they do the picture-in-picture during commercials, but the sound is obviously, you know, flow with Geico or whatever the hell was on. And, <laughs> and... Which, by
0: the way, that Geico commercial with Casper the Ghost, fantastic. <laughs> I
1: love, I love all their commercial, but it's, uh, and, like, when there's, when they're in between, when it's the middle of a match, and you're just gonna go to rest holds or something, cool, picture in is great, keep people from changing the channel. Sure. They cut to a backstage segment, and it's private party who are entertaining as hell. Mm-hmm. And then the Rock and Roll Freaking Express walk in. Perfect. Like I just saw them on NWA. Like I might have been the same week, but just saw them on NWA. I want to know what the hell's going on here,
0: dude. The Rock and Roll Express did New Japan in September. How cool <laughs> did was they that? Really?
1: Yeah. Oh my god.
0: It was awesome. That's incredible. But they, yeah, they like- air Tanahashi and the Rock and Roll Express air guitar with each other. It was freaking amazing.
1: I'm seeing this tag team that broke out like crazy during the tag team tournament. They went over on the young bucks. they looked freaking awesome. they're they're entertaining as hell. I'm seeing this legendary team they're speaking and I can't hear them because we're at commercial. this I don't they've made some good hires. you've referenced them, but mm-hmm. that's inexcusable to me
0: yeah look and look, I think it ha- that has something to do with, you know, if we're going to keep doing the WWE comparison thing here. And we you know, are. It's not fair, the, but we are. The, comp- the WWE has mastered wrestling television, sports entertainment television. You got to remember, TNT isn't a wrestling network. No. You know, they're not a wrestling company. They don't have people.
1: And who, we've heard Bischoff talk about that. Like, they when don't, he was there, yeah. they were a TV company that had a wrestling show.
0: Correct. They don't have, you know, people that have done re- And if they have people that have done wrestling, they haven't done it in 20 years. So I, I mean, can't imagine there's anyone look I'm I'm willing to let that one slide but you should probably have you should probably have some competent TV people to not down. to not allow something like that to happen especially when excuse me it's the rock and roll Express who we who are presenting the tag titles to the winner of the tournament and clearly that segment is to get private party over you yeah. know get them some faceTime with uh, some first ballot hall of famers but yeah you <laughs> Can't let that happen. Like,
1: I understand, like, you don't want to, you want to be different, you want to script it, you don't want to script everything out, I get it. But just the blocking of segments, you need that written down somewhere, well, and yeah, realize I'm, you're at freaking commercial.
0: I'm sure that, I'm... I'm I know it sure is. there was That's a format, I'm sure that of, yeah. was written, and I'm, I, you know, I'm sure that was just an oversight on someone's part, but a pretty big oversight, nonetheless.
1: This is something Turtle and I talked about recently. Um, I'm digging the focus on tag matches. Where
0: mm-hmm. are you? Yeah, uh, I like tag team wrestling. I've always enjoyed tag team wrestling. There's a great psychology to tag team wrestling. Um, I enjoyed working tag team wrestling. I, you know, I I was married to the Young Bucks for a long time. I I uh, was married to the Hardy Boys for a long time. I was married to the Wolves for a long time. Like, I did a lot Lots of good. Of wolves. I did a lot of good tag. Uh, a lot of good tag stuff. So yeah, no, you, there's there's no argument for me for more tag team wrestling
1: because. Like this is what I cuz Turtle was like I don't know like I just the the stars are have always been singles wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I think New Japan and Ring of Honor have in the last few years got made some money on tag matches and it's a big we know Vince's uh, idea about tags. Why would I have four people in a segment when I could have two? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean
0: he goes up and down on yeah, it.
1: But for the most part in the history of WWE the tag titles have been secondary. Like other than the TLC era when did the tag titles really matter? But like
0: um, they they, they kind of had a little more meeting in two thousand five, two thousand six ish. But is I mean,
1: London and Kendrick, like London and Kendrick, yeah, Eminem.
0: Then um, you can even go like Matt and MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Batista and Eddie. Like some of those were throw together tag teams, but, yeah, that's they, but but they
1: throw together tag teams with the, single stars. But that's But the, the titles kind of meant something, thing. right? Yeah. I feel like tag teams have always been secondary in WWE. And this is another thing Bischoff has talked about so many times. When he was starting Nitro, he just made a list. How can I be different? How can I make my product different? To me, all right, people have this thirst for tag team wrestling. They're not getting it over here. They can get it here. So I think it's, while I do believe the biggest stars are singles wrestlers and you need to make your stars there, I love the matches. I think the matches are really good.
0: You also got to remember, in the '80s, you know, the Rock and Roll Express were the biggest stars in the in, oh, in the business. Without with the exception of Hulk I'm Hogan. I'm focusing
1: on. I mean, the one company, not ah, oh, well, the broad.
0: The Rock and Roll Express were the first. Were the first team? I went. I want I believe that's what Robert told me. The first team uh, to ever make a million dollars. Really? Yeah. Each. Each. Okay. Yeah.
1: Nice. All right, but uh, I, I am. If you can't tell, oh, you know what? We're recording this on Halloween, Kev. We are. So I am going to say, because it's Halloween... Oh, wow. Wow, was what shoes. was that? That Ooh. was my shoes. Because we're recording on Halloween, our code word for the SmackDown tickets is going to be Havoc. H-A-V-O-C. DM us on Twitter, at Havoc, And you'll be in the running. For a pair of SmackDown tickets, we're going to pick two winners. We're going to
0: pick two winners uh, randomly chosen. Yeah, randomly come, chosen winners. Come hang out with us at the Wells Fargo Center for uh, SmackDown Live. It's uh, the 15th of November, correct?
1: Uh, yes, the 15th. It's a Friday at the Wells Fargo yeah, Center. Yeah, we'll,
0: we'll do a meet-up. We'll hang out. We'll watch some wrestling. You know, you guys can buy us a beer. The whole uh, deal.
1: And we're three. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, If you can't tell, I am really, I'm just rooting hard for AEW. I am being an AEW mark. I'll admit it 100%. Um, Um, I'm rooting
0: hard for them as well. Um, Some of my closest friends are there, as we know. Uh, There's still some holes. Absolutely. There's actually not some, there's a lot.
1: Yeah. Rob Van Dam doesn't seem like he's so high, and that's funny to say. Yeah. But he doesn't seem like uh, AEW's that over with him. He had some comments this week. And I don't. To me, it just kind of seems like uh, sour grapes. Like what?
0: Nothing really sour about I it. Just, I mean, the guy's getting paid by Impact. I mean, yeah, I get it. He makes he, he's a he's a household name. He's someone recognizable that I would keep my I would keep the show on if he was on.
1: I I love Rob Van Dam. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I just. Why do you need to say I just don't understand I think understand. someone came at
0: him on Twitter and and, and he but that's and, why and he, are
1: you responding to trolls? You're Rob freaking Van Dam. That's what Twitter is, man. you beat man. John Cena.
0: Yeah, it's what Twitter is though. <laughs> like you know and he basically said that, you know, there are a lot of the guys in AEW don't look like wrestlers. They, you know Does he have a point? To an extent.
1: But you brought up Rey Mysterio a minute ago. Rey Mysterio looks like a, wrestler. Look like a wrestler. Sure he does. Come on.
0: He looks like a wrestler.
1: Rey Mysterio he's isn't the size of this filing cabinet.
0: That size has, height doesn't matter. He he has He's built, he's in shape, he's tan. Rey Mysterio he looks like is a built star.
1: now. Rey Mysterio in 1997 was a skinny little kid.
0: Yeah, but at the height of his career, when he was world champion, he looked like a star. And that's when most people remember him. You and I remember him because we, we were wrestling fans as a kid.
1: I mean, most Attitude Era fans would say their favorite, the biggest time in the history of the business... Their favorite Rey Mysterio is the one from 1997.
0: But even so, we're in a different time now. Let's not compare it to 20 years ago.
1: That's the uh, steroid era.
0: I loved, uh, you know, it does it one again? One has nothing. He okay, fine. Steroid era. He looked like a wrestler.
1: He's a little guy in the steroid era, and he somehow looked like a wrestler.
0: He looked like more of a wrestler than some of the guys on the sh- back I then. Just...
1: So he. so Rob Van Dam looks like an old man. So that's jo- what he looks. So
0: like So Joey Janelle is in better shape than Rey Mysterio in 1997.
1: Not better shape, absolutely not. He looks more
0: of a wrestler than than Rey Mysterio does in 1997.
1: Mm, yeah, I'd say so. I think I have. A, on what on what grounds? I think I could beat Rey Mysterio in 1997 in a fight.
0: Love for you to try that. That would be
1: <laughs> awesome. I'm just that's I'm not saying like it's what would happen. I'm saying I'm sitting there on my couch as guy drinking a beer and that's what I think. Uh, Joey Janela looks like a dude who would get in a bar fight. That's a guy who would break a bottle over my head. I would not win
0: and lose. He would not. He would not do that whatsoever. I, I just dude, I got, like, dude almost got beat up by Enzo. I don't
1: understand ago. why Rob Van Dam needs feels the need to sit. Like, isn't it good that there's places for everyone to go? Yeah. Like, it, I don't understand that's, that's the not, idea that's, of tearing down one company. It's not what he's
0: saying. Th- all, all, all he's saying is, is in his opinion which he's allowed to have he's
1: allowed to have it guys don't sure. look
0: guys don't look like there's a majority not the majority there's some of the guys there that look like that don't look like wrestlers I think it's, he's not wrong
1: I think it's I think it's poor form on his part to tear down to tell fans and he has a loyal following to tell those people Actually, don't watch that. I think that's poor. He form. didn't say don't watch it. That's what he's saying. No, he he's didn't. He's saying that's bullshit. That's not Actually what. Actually, impact is better.
0: He said he believes impact's better. Okay, that's fine. He's allowed to say that. He didn't say don't watch.
1: And he's saying that that's bullshit. It's not good.
0: Then he would have said that. That's not what he that's said. That's
1: exactly. I mean, I know how to read. He like, said that's he, what the context is. Clearly, these you don't. guys aren't wrestlers. This show's no good.
0: That's not what he said. He said he believes that some of the guys there don't look like wrestlers. He's not wrong. He said he would put up... Also, imp-
1: does everyone in TNA look like a wrestler?
0: There's a lot of them that do.
1: Yeah, sure. I I would love for Brian Cage or RVD to be on any other show, but, like, it's Impact, dude. You know what Impact does? Suck. Like, sticking up for yeah. Impact is like sticking up for a show that shouldn't exist.
0: Impact's a lot more relevant now than it was a year ago. Is
1: it? Yeah. But that's like... That's like saying... Yeah, because it didn't exist a year ago.
0: Yeah, and now and now it's it on. It wasn't and, on television. And now it, it was on television, but it's on. It wasn't
1: it, on a channel anyone got.
0: Correct, But now it is, and now it has a very, a very, very good chance of coming back into being the number two or three company in the country. Uh,
1: but that, again, number two or three. Oh, great, you're third. Uh, okay. Ahead of who? Okay. Who's
0: fourth? Yeah, ECW was third. We have Do we have? We have that same thought about them. Yeah,
1: because there were two huge companies. There's one huge company now.
0: Doesn't matter They're- you're, like, mov- you're moving the goalpost. post. Who's fourth?
1: Their MLW. business has changed.
0: MLW would be fourth. Yeah,
1: and how many people watch MLW? It, Fifty-five thousand.
0: It doesn't matter because there's all. It's not just cable television anymore. You can now stream and do all this other shit that you couldn't do back in 1997. Do you think
1: there's a hundred thousand people who watch MLW? Thousand percent. A thousand percent. Thousand
0: percent. I know for a fact.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, they're getting ready to do pay-per-view. You can't. You don't do live pay-per-view without having an audience. Oh, you just
1: buy your spot now. It's not true, but okay. You just buy your spot. It's nah. absolutely the simplest thing.
0: So AEW's buying their spot.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're in a profit-sharing. They, they're they not paying for their TV time, but they're absolutely not—they don't have a good TV deal. They're in a profit-sharing situation with TNT. That's why TNT is branded all over freaking everything on that set.
0: Of course they would. It's, just, it's the same way as anything else that's on it or being branded. It's the same way anything else being broadcasted on that station is. TNT plasters their stuff over anything that's being broadcasted.
1: Yeah, because they're not making any money either.
0: They yeah, No, they they pay for the production costs. That's the only thing they pay for.
1: Yeah, but they're... Um, yes, they pay for the production costs because AEW isn't paying for the studio time itself. I'm talking
0: about pay-per-view. You said you just buy your spot. Oh, yeah. They're well, not buying their spot on
1: pay-per-view. No, AEW doesn't have to because they've already sold 100,000 pay-per-views. All right, uh, the last thing I'm going to get to here... Crown Jewel, it is Ugh. happening right now, or it's over. Uh, did you see this Kane Velasquez thing? I try not I to. I guess he went down in three minutes to Lesnar because Lesnar's the new Hogan. No. He's got to get his I win back. I only
0: found that out before we came in yeah, here. Yeah,
1: Turtle just told yeah, me. Is Lesnar Hogan now? Is that what, like, he no. has to beat the Ultimate Warrior to get him back for 1991? So like, I, that's what's going on.
0: You and I were talking about this earlier. WWE was on a run for a while. They just, A solid six months of, you know, pretty good television where... You know, I was on all earlier in the year, and they brought me back.
1: They, It, it improved so much. They,
0: they brought me back, and, and now I they just,
1: ooh. Just, oh, my God. It's so bad. I can't, like, I want to watch wrestling. That's what I want to spend my time watching. Yeah. It's terrible. One thing I'll say is good about Crown Jewel. There was a women's match. They oh, yeah. did it. They figured it out. But, man, like, I like the idea of, like, waking up on a Thursday and putting on a pay-per-view, but... These things, it's more negative press. I mean, it's not more negative press than it's worth because they make a trillion dollars yeah. off of every one. I just... It's... Yeah, yeah. I, I always... I don't expect Vince McMahon to solve solve the world's problems. No, but, nor should you. No, but I just... These things are a bigger pain in the ass than they seem to be worth. Bigger
0: pain in the ass for the guys than anything. That's...
1: I, I Like, who wants to get on a plane to Saudi Arabia? I
0: don't. I, You know, if I was so there, I would have been interested in going like once just to say I went to Saudi Arabia. I can I'm i not, ma- not making multiple trips to go to this I can imagine one uh, to nah. go once.
1: Yeah. Like, Lesnar hates to travel. I can't begin to fathom what they have to pay him to get him on a plane.
0: Oh, my God. Oh,
1: I, I mean, the Sultan prints his own money, so like it doesn't matter. Right. But because he paid, that's why they do these things, because he gives the company money and then he also pays for the talent if he needs to. So yeah, sure. Here you go, Goldberg. Yeah, like, I,
0: I remember the first time they did these shows. Like he requested like Yokozuna and like all these. He's uh, like he's dead, dude. <laughs> that's like,
1: that's how they like. That's how the Undertaker and Goldberg ended up happening. He's like, give me them. They're like, they want like two mil a piece. He's like, I don't give a shit. I don't care. <laughs> Bring them. He just reaches into his pocket,
0: and then they, they proceed to have the worst match ever. <laughs> the worst
1: match of all free. Goldberg time. gets
0: dumped on his head, which <sighs> was his fault, not yeah. not Taker's. To be perfectly honest. Says,
1: I just watched um. I just watched Goldberg DDP from Halloween Havoc '98.
0: Uh, oh, why would you do that to Go- yourself? Uh,
1: it was it was one of it was a podcast watch along. I was watching and listening to, and uh, who did that? I think it was Bruce. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was Conrad. Likes to have everyone watch each other's stuff. Ah. He's like, oh, you've never seen this WCW show. That was a flaming pile of garbage. Watch <laughs> it, Bruce, and he just shits all over it for two hours. Perfect. But, Gorg knocked himself out in that match. It was so damn funny. I was like, oh, he does this all the time, huh? Like, went too hard for a spear, hit his head on the turnbuckle, knocked himself out. Good but, Lord. Yeah, I digress. Uh, yeah, so Crown Jewel's happening. Neither of us really care. Uh, that's pretty much it in the uh, in the world of wrestling, I would say, Kev, right? Do you have anything else?
0: Uh, yeah, before we oh, go yeah, real Oh, yeah, you
1: had your appearance. Uh, did, uh, how'd uh, that go?
0: Yeah, it was great. I did an appearance on uh, So Chernoff Says this week on Fight TV. Nice, it's, very uh, nice. It is on the uh, free area of Fight TV. You don't have. You just have to put your email in. You don't have to uh, subscribe to the network. It was good. Uh, Josh and I go way back. He's a uh, he's a really good. He was a wrestler at one point. Um, he's now uh, correspondent for Fight TV. He has his own show there. Uh, he was first. He was the guy who drove me to wrestling school. So I've known him for very going nice, on twenty very years. Nice. So. Uh, go, go check it out, Fight TV. So Chernoff says, October 2019, we get into our relationship, how I got into the business, how I got hired, how I got fired, final deletion, all that type of stuff. So it's really cool. Give it a shout.
1: Outstanding. All right, well, that is all the time we have on Smarts and Stripes. Thanks for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Give us those good reviews. Uh, and hit us up for those SmackDown tickets because we've got them. Hit us up on Twitter. DM us the special code word you heard earlier. That's it. That's all the time we have. My name is Bill Matz for Kevin Keenan. Have a great week, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.